Welcome to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. Despite progress made in recent decades say, in terms of educational advancement and career opportunities, the retirement outlook of women still lags significantly behind men. And fewer than one in five women in the workforce state that they are very confident that they'll be able to fully retire with a comfortable lifestyle, according to findings from a new study from Nonprofit Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. I'm your host, Al Waller. And on this episode of Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth, joining me is Catherine Collinson, head of Transamerica Institute and its Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. Today, we're going to discuss why women are at greater risk of not achieving a comparable security as their male counterparts. And well, what can be done about it? Now, Catherine, you and your team have been conducting research on women in retirement for nearly two decades. So what can you tell us about the issues? Al, there is so much to talk about. And even having done this for almost 20 years, it still astonishes me that there continues to be a lack of widespread awareness about these issues. My team and I are on the eve of releasing a new report that examines retirement disparities between women and men. As you referenced in your opening, fewer than one in five women workers, only 18%, are very confident about their retirement prospects, compared with 28% of men. Well, I suspect that things have improved over the years as more women have entered the workforce and become more career-driven for that matter. But that said, these findings are still kind of disturbing. Now, your survey findings are based on women's sentiments. So to what extent do they depict the reality? Well, unfortunately, Al, there is a foundation in reality. There are contributing factors that undermine a woman's ability to achieve a secure retirement, even now in the 21st century. These factors range from the gender pay gap to taking time out of the workforce for parenting and caregiving. These factors translate to lower lifetime earnings, less ability to save, fewer employer benefits, and even lower Social Security benefits at retirement age. Moreover, statistically speaking, women live longer than men, which means we need to be saving for even longer retirements. So, Al, if you're up for it, I'd like to break it down factor by factor and talk about the impacts. Absolutely. Thanks for suggesting, because I I really do think it'd be helpful for our listeners to gain a, a deeper perspective on each of these issues. Let's start with the gender pay gap. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2020, women's annual earnings were just 82 cents on the dollar earned by men. Now we have to we have to pause for applause because this is a vast improvement over 1973 when women only made 57 cents on the male dollar. So the good news is that we've made progress. However, our work is far from done. Now let me talk about what are the long-term impacts of the gender pay gap and how does it influence retirement savings? Well, at risk of stating the obvious, lower income translates to lesser ability to save. However, there are some nuances that may be less obvious for many. For example, a woman worker who is earning less than a man is saving in her employer's 401k plan, and that plan has a matching contribution. 
well, she may be saving the same percentage in the plan as the man. However, because she earns less, she's getting a lower matching contribution. And as we look at it, the saving less, less access to that matching contribution. If you look at the savings growth over time, a career that can last 20 or 30 or more years, that can lead to a very big difference in the size of their nest eggs when they reach retirement age. Well, I can certainly attest to that because uh, back in my consulting days in the, the field of human resources, I observed a significant number of female employees leaving their employment to be either, say, stay-at-home moms or caregivers or, in some cases, both. And now amid the pandemic, we have what I'm hearing is a woman's mass exodus from the workforce. And according to the National Women's Law Center, at one point indicated a staggering 2.3 million women had left the workforce. So how does this impact women's future retirement? I mean, this can't be great news, right? I'm really, really worried about it. Uh, for many women, this could prove to be a major setback in their retirement security. Now, while women are leaving the workforce for very personal and important reasons, I'm just concerned they're not fully aware of the long-term implications. So let me break it down. When a woman gives up her employment, she's not only giving up her income, she's also giving up employer benefits, and she's accruing less towards her Social Security benefits. When she's ready to go back to work, she may find it extremely difficult to find a job after an extended absence in the workforce, and even more difficult to find a job at the same level of pay. Exactly. And to your last point, uh, you know, that reclaiming previous compensation earnings, I can attest firsthand, you know, resuming one's career trajectory, you know, for women uh, to be equally challenging. So it would appear really that uh, working part time, you know, keeping some skin in the game, if you will, may actually be a better option for women who are seeking a work life balance, right? Absolutely. By working part time, a woman can earn income. And as you said, she's staying in the game which means she's keeping her skills up to date and staying current in the marketplace. If our parents taught us anything when we were young, it's a lot easier to find a job if you already have a job. So if a woman is planning to go this route, it is super important to research employer benefits. Employer benefits such as health and welfare and retirement benefits offer an opportunity to save for retirement as well as help protect against unexpected health care expenses or other expenses. But the reality is most employers offer these benefits, but many exclude eligibility to their part-time workers. So if you're thinking about going this route, do your homework. You want to find an employer that you're not only going to get a paycheck, but also have access to these important benefits. And on that note, I actually have an example I can share with you. A friend of mine who was very successful in doing this, she had a big, big job. It was, it was you know, crazy hours, hard work, and her father got sick and he, his health was declining. And she was really worried because she loved her job, but she also loved her father. She was in good standing with her employer, and she had a very open-minded, progressive employer, and she was able to work out an arrangement where she could switch to part-time. However, when she did so, she learned the minimum hours requirement to be eligible for benefits so that she could dial back but also have access to those benefits. 
I do want to point out, you've got to tread lightly. Not all employers are this open-minded or progressive in their thinking. So if you're looking to do this, if your employer does not have a set policy, do your homework, look around a bit, see if there's others that have done it and ask them their secrets for success. Because what you don't want to do is accidentally tip your hand and then create an impression with your employer that you don't take your job as seriously as you do. I'll punctuate that. I mean, in terms of uh, just uh, proceeding with caution, because I can tell you, you know, a lot of employers, not all, but a lot of employers are unfortunately very reluctant to thinking outside of the box and negotiating their terms of employment uh, that could help, you know, very valuable people enter or stay within uh, the company. Now, moving on, I get that uh, lower pay and time out of the workforce can inhibit a woman's lifetime savings as well as retirement benefits. My question for you now is, well, how much? Al, for me, it's really scary. The difference is staggering. And looking at our own Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies survey data of baby boomer workers, um, and baby boomers, of course, are the generation nearing and entering retirement, women have saved an estimated median of $134,000 in all household retirement accounts, which is less than half of what men have saved at $282,000. Now, when we think about it, $134,000 is not a lot for a retirement that will last or could last 20 or 30 or more years. And for that matter, neither is the $282,000 reported by men. It is very concerning that women have saved less than half of men but both women and men are are not saving enough or have not saved enough. Catherine, in this day and age, you've got that right, especially you know when inflation reemerges into the picture, right? Now, many retired people live on Social Security. I'm not sure how you can do that, but um, but a lot of you know people do. So, how do benefits compare by say women versus men? Al, once again, there's a major disparity. According to the Social Security Administration's 2021 Facts and Figures publication, the monthly benefit of retirement women workers is $1,378 per month, compared with $1,714 per month among retired men workers. So when we look at the gender pay gap in terms of Social Security benefits, retired women are earning about 80 cents on the dollar of retired men. And in this day and age, $1,378 a month just doesn't go that far. In many parts of the country, it won't even cover the cost of renting a one-bedroom apartment. Catherine, these are some very serious and sobering statistics. And I got to say, and I'm almost afraid to ask, uh, are there any other issues our listeners need to be aware of? Yes, there's one last issue. Statistically, women live longer than men. According to the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics, the life expectancy of a 65-year-old woman today is 20.1 additional years, compared with only 17.4 additional years for a 65-year-old man. That means a 65-year-old woman today is likely to live almost three years longer than her male counterpart. Because women are likely to live longer, we need to plan for more time in the workforce and or longer retirements. 
Exactly. And in this conversation, you've described pervasive societal and, and structural issues that are seriously impeding women's ability to achieve a, a secure retirement. So then, well, what steps can we take to help bridge these inequities? The first step towards solving a problem is recognizing that there is a problem and understanding the dimensions of that problem. The good news is progress has been made in recent decades, but clearly we have much, much more work to be done. Public policy plays a vital role in addressing structural issues, including continued efforts to bridge the gender pay gap, increasing access to employer benefits to part-time workers, and recognizing and monetizing the value of parenting and caregiving. It's especially important that policymakers address Social Security's estimated funding shortfalls. This is particularly important because not only, as we spoke of, women receive fewer Social Security benefits, they are actually more likely to solely rely on them uh, as their primary source of income in retirement. So addressing Social Security is an everyone issue, but it is also specifically a woman's issue. Well, given the current, and I might add, widespread reports of labor shortages, uh, this just may be a very good time for women seeking to get back in the workforce. And I think it's important to note that amid the pandemic, an increasing number of employers have offered remote working and flexible work arrangements. So I'm thinking and I'm hoping that uh, this may just bode well for working mothers and caregivers. Now, Catherine, what are some additional steps that women can take to improve their retirement outlook? Our survey findings yielded some results, which I I find encouraging. You can look at the class half empty or half full, um, and I'm going to look at it half full. There are a number of action steps that women and men, by the way, could take that they're not yet taking that can improve their retirement prospects and are within reach, things that just about everybody can do. So it's bad news there's not they're not doing these things. It's good news, however, that these are opportunities that people can uh, take action on. So my first tip is assess your financial situation and create a budget. Develop a retirement strategy and then write it down. This may sound really basic, but most people are not doing this. And if you think about it, it is all but impossible to reach a destination if you don't have a roadmap. And that's what your financial plan and your retirement strategy gives you, a roadmap. My second tip, consider health, welfare, and retirement benefits when looking at a new job and also the scenario, if you're thinking about working part, switching to part time, these are really important benefits that are part of your overall compensation package. They bring insurance protections and the ability to save for retirement. If your employer offers a retirement plan with a matching contribution, take advantage of it. Tip number three, if faced with parenting and caregiving responsibility, Carefully consider any changes to your employment situation and look into working part-time, which can help you stay in the game, versus giving up employment altogether. Number four, knowledge is power. Get educated, get savvy about retirement investing, about retirement income, and when to start claiming Social Security. These decisions can profoundly influence your financial situation when you retire. Five, you got to have a rainy day fund. Build emergency savings and create a backup plan 
in the event of life's unforeseen circumstances. Um, these could range from everything from a separation or a divorce or a loss of a, a spouse to health issues that you're unable to work before your planned retirement. All five of these tips can really help you and improve your overall situation and even give you some comfort or some empowerment that you're taking charge. You can address issues as they come up. Now, the last idea that, that I want to leave you with is we've got to start talking about this. And I invite everyone, let's start a conversation about retirement security and specifically about the vulnerabilities among women. In my own experience as a woman, one thing I found in my life is when we identify an issue, explore the opportunities and discuss them in earnest, we can make things happen. So let's start this conversation. Catherine, these are some really important suggestions, which I'm hopeful that uh, will enable women to save and better plan for financially secure retirement. And to your point, you know, doing the research, writing it, uh, you know, when you write something down, it, it tends to get done. And open communication, having that conversation. You know, don't avoid it because uh, it's, it's coming sooner than you think. Now, where can our listeners go to learn more? First of all, I want to give a sh huge, huge shout out to Wiser, Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement. Later this month, Wiser will be celebrating its 25th anniversary and is hosting a free virtual symposium on October 29th. Wiser's website is packed with tools and resources for women, including a monthly budget worksheet. You can register for the symposium and check out all of their resources at wiserwomen.org. Regarding our own retirement research at Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, you can find our 21st annual retirement survey on our website at transamericainstitute.org. And I also invite you to follow us on Twitter at TI underscore insights and at TCR studies. Through these channels, you can stay up to date on our latest publications, including our forthcoming report on women in retirement. Well, good stuff as always, Catherine. And thanks again for listening to Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. Please join us next time when we delve into critical insights regarding employer and healthcare benefit enrollment. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's Podcast Central and mobile app and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast.